Yeah, welcome back to another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Rob. We bike, we bike, we bike. This past weekend has been a blast. It has been a whirlwind. I just celebrated Friendsgiving. Shout out to Lakia Hairston. That's my buddy. That's my ace, Boom Coon. We had a great time this weekend. Shout out to you, Steph. She has like 12 names, y'all. Shout out to you for such a great weekend. Shout out to Nick as well. Thank you, Nick. Everything was wonderful. Your food was great. Your house is beautiful and you have a beautiful family. I am not alone. I have the co-host who is always vibrating higher. Jay Foe, how you doing? I am doing well. How are you, Rob? I am relaxed and recovering. (laughs) Recovering? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was in undergrad again or something after what I did. See, we had two different nights because, like, yesterday I got a 90-minute massage and it was so necessary and it, t- it it was almost like a two-hour massage but so thankful for that i needed that in my life and it was here at my house so i was really thankful i'm so, jealous yeah um i care <laughs> where can they find you on instagram let's get let's get this stuff going okay okay um you can find me on instagram at at exposure uh or expose her however you I want to pronounce that, and that's E-X-P-O-Z-H-E-R. Um, and I am on Twitter, exposure underscore J. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of places you can find me for now. Well, y'all can find me at complete underscore vision. That is complete spelled with the K underscore vision on Instagram. And you can find the podcast at F-M-E underscore podcast. Um, You can also join the Facebook group From My Experience Podcast on Facebook. We have great discussions. Don't forget to check out our our affiliates. We have links below in the description. We have Acre Gold, which is a gold subscription program. So you can save. You can buy gold taking your time and buy bars of gold based on a monthly subscription of your choice. We also have Black Water. It is water that is literally black. And it is made black by minerals. It tastes delicious and it comes with different flavors. Gardener's Garden, who has all natural products from skincare, hair care, oral health care, things of that nature. Their products are great. And Retro Mimi, those of you who are gamers like me, they sell handheld emulation consoles. So you can put all the programs you need on a micro SD card, pop it into the little handheld console, and you have retro gaming at your fingertips at all times. Now, today we have a very special guest. Um, I'm very proud of this brother. He is one of my guys when I was close to my retirement (laughs) for bringing good brothers into the bond, into the fold of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. I remember him being a wild firecracker, but I see that life, (laughs) life has calmed him down a little bit. Wisdom has calmed him down a little bit, um... But I'll never forget that he had a ferocious spirit. Low-key people did not want to try him because we was like, hold up. We got to watch that one. That's the one that'll swing back. Y'all, brothers, y'all know what I'm talking about. There'd be that one person like, nah, let's skip him tonight. <laughs> but um, he is doing great things. Uh, he actually he actually really inspired me to get back on my grind for something that I was doing as well. And he's doing something 
I personally think is highly innovative with his YouTube channel. And we're going to get into that as well because I really want to pick his brain because I did something similar. And I was like, wow, great minds really do think alike. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the owner and operator of CI Logistics, Mr. Sean Polk, a.k.a. Sap. What's going on, fire? Yes, we appreciate y'all having me. I definitely do. We appreciate you being here, man. Um, it seems, you know, a common theme that has been going on uh, with the show is that a lot of people have found blessings because of COVID-19, ironically enough. And yeah. you are now added to the list. So yeah. I'm going to start with this. And this is something I love asking people like you who are in the or who are in the world of finance and business, because I, mm -hmm. I, I know that that field can yield high income, but I suck with numbers. I can't stand numbers. It's boring to me. So where did that where did you generate interest in that? My mom, man, my mother was in banking all my life, ever since I can remember. Uh, you know, I was going up to the bank after after school waiting a few hours so that until she gets off. So she started in banking. And to be honest, she never wanted me to get in the finance industry uh, for the simple fact that she was, you know, in banks you get laid off probably, not all the time, but they have a lot of layoffs, you know, depending on how the economy is doing. So uh, because of that simple fact, she never wanted me to get into the financial industry, but it, you know, whatever calls you, calls you. Uh, and, and after college, if you're only making a, seven dollars ten dollars an hour you're gonna take whatever is good yeah. you know that's paying so i kind of just fell into the you know just trying to really understand life trying to make a, a life and income for myself and um the finance industry was who take who who embraced me but you know it, it's, it's weird because i started out in mortgages which you know i always tell people um you know you gotta believe in god and i know one fact sure that God is real for the simple fact that when I first graduated, I was working at a mortgage company, something that I've never had a care for. Uh, but unbeknownst to me, I was building my knowledge around mortgages and it actually got me the opportunity to go to JP Morgan mm. uh, and, and get into their mortgage company. So this whole time where I'm down on myself thinking, man, I went to college four years and now I'm failing. Um, and not really, you know, when you graduate, you, you come out expecting that you're going to be big, you know, it's not the real world smacks you very quickly. Yes. Uh, so me in my head, not really knowing what I was doing, I'm thinking I'm lost the whole time. God was just preparing me for my next step, which was JP Morgan, which got me into the investment side. Uh, and then it just took off from there. Wow. JP Morgan. JP Morgan, bro. Not, trust me. Never would I have ever thought that I would be representing, <laughs> that I would be, like you said, man, I mean, we've come a long way. I mean, of course, in college, that's, I kind of consider that the wild days, but like you said, man, just get, getting humble, I still never thought I would be working or affiliated with a big company like J.P. Morgan. That's some of, some of the best people in, in corporate America that I met there as well. Excellent, excellent. Now, you from, you're from Chicago, right? Absolutely, Shy Town, not Shy Rap. Do not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to highlight that um, just be exactly because of what you said. I I know that there's certain parts of the U.S. that get a stigma about them, and I you know this podcast is about promoting positivity. So um, I'm glad that you made it out. 
I don't know Absolutely. what it, what were some of your experiences like growing up there? Man, to be honest, uh, I, I tell people this all the time. I had a great upbringing. I mean, of course, I saw everything. My friends, I was kind of, I was always in sports. So my friends were, I was the friend that they didn't let do anything. So I was kind of like, little bro, like, you know, they may get into certain activities now. We're not letting you do this, period. You're going to college for baseball. So it was that, that factor, that respect factor that they had for me. They saw that I was, and to be honest, majority of my friends, all had things, you know, that we were trying to do, like go to college, play baseball, get scholarships. But, of course, you know, we had a lot of friends that uh, probably didn't have the same uh, family structure as we did. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just being in the city, being in Chicago, um, it's kind of been the way it is now from what everybody is seeing now. Chicago's been like that for a while now. And, you know, you see it, but I've always was like a little step behind. Like I said, if it wasn't my friends protecting me from it, it was my family protecting me from it and kind of, you know, steering me the right way. You know, we all know that it takes a village quote, and that's really what it was. My teachers making sure that, you know, my parents making sure that I had the best opportunity awarded to me, even though, you know, they had times where they were struggling, which, of course, as a kid, you don't know. So I've seen it all, man. I've seen friends. I mean, I can probably count on. I run out of fingers if I count all of, you know, friends that has been killed that I've grown up with. Mm. Um, and we kind of almost get numb to it. Um, and I was just talking to my buddy uh, today, like, I wonder what made us go a different direction as far as we could all make the same decisions. We could all yep. made, and, you know, like I said, majority of my friends who I'm still close, with, really close with, we did make the right decisions. But we also have friends that did not. Uh, or just, you know, they were in a certain situation where they only had one decision to make. Yeah. They didn't have options. So I've seen it all, but um, I've kind of been one step behind it as well and not really um, directly attached to it because I had a good group of friends and a great family that kind of just kept me out of it, to be honest. Well, I'm glad they took care of you like that, man. You're exactly right. You got me thinking of my my upbringing, man. I, things could have went left real quick. And um, for you younger people out there listening, you know, you may be in college, you may be in high school. If you're in high school, listen to this. Tell me how you found my podcast because I did not target high school kids. But if you're listening to this, one, it all it takes is one wrong decision. One. Yeah. It only yeah. takes one, man. It only takes one. I, I think of so many times, even when I was in college and not focused on school, I think about so many yeses that probably should have been no's and so many <laughs> no's that probably should have been yeses. And I'm like, I just thank God that I'm here today because it could have definitely went left. So you got to definitely be thankful for every day that you are on the right path. I feel like we all could have. We all did make those wrong decisions too. It just so luckily, it didn't really put us off track. Because yeah. I tell people all the time, bro, I'm the same as you. I didn't do I even, you know, the young kids I, I I mentor, I did the same exact thing. I mean, it doesn't. Things don't change. My grandfather, his father, whoever, they all had those same thought processes. We all do the same thing. We're only human, but but somehow, you know, by the grace of God, it didn't, you know, throw me off track. But it, it easily can. So, yes, sir. Jessica, I'm looking at you. Well, uh, I, <laughs> I, am. I I always get hyped when I hear like these little pockets of nuggets, like kind of just sitting there. And I want to go back to something you said just about being um, one step behind it, but not really directly attached to it. And when I hear that, I hear personal boundaries. And just as an entrepreneur kind of shifting 
because you um, are now an entrepreneur and in this phase of life, how are you uh, implementing boundaries now? Like, what does that look like now? Because I'm sure your circle has um, changed and stayed the same. Because like you said, we have friends that are still our friends. But how do you enforce those boundaries when you're trying to go here, uh, to the next level of your own yes. personal life? Yes. Uh, if you follow me, and I know Rob probably seen this, uh, and he follows me on Instagram, where I randomly just post, you know, my little rants in my head. But um, <laughs> the older I get, the more that I realize. And I think I'm a people person. I'm very sociable. I can really talk with the best of them. But at the same time, I hate to be influenced by other thoughts. And it's only natural when you're talking to so many people that you're going to be influenced by their thoughts. Mm -hmm. So uh, especially with me just, you know, breaking off from my job, everyone's kind of assuming that I have a lot of time, but I don't because I'm trying to actually build my own. So mm -hmm. to be honest, I have to keep those boundaries up. And I'm, I'm normally on do not disturb all day, all day, just like if, if I was at work, just because those are still my working hours. I still need to be productive. Uh, as far as boundaries, I mean, I, I, I'm an open book, so I always... All my friends, I'll tell them, hey, if you need me, contact me. I'm not going to be in direct contact on a consistent basis because, again, I would just want them to truly understand. It's not the fact that I'm trying to be away from you, but when I need to get in a certain zone, when I need to think straight, clear, I need only my thoughts in there. And then, of course, I'm always going to uh, network with, you know, like I said, my big brothers, you know, anybody, my network, my team of networks. I'm always going to get their opinions, but for the most part, I need to have my own thoughts in my own head and I don't need any other opinions affecting that because at that point, it's not my dream, Dan. It's just being influenced by others. And I prefer to just bet on myself. And if I fail or if I succeed, it was from the steps that I took and not anyone's else's opinion, you know? So I, I try to set up those boundaries, but at the same time, I never want my friends to ever, ever feel like they can't reach out because at the drop of a dime, I'm going to be there. But at the same time, you might not hear from me for a month or two, but I just know it's always love whenever, whenever I'm, I'm this type of person. When we do talk, we're going to pick up right where we left off. Yep. It's all love. You know, right. we, not, we might not talk every day. So, though, and I feel like my friends and my family respect those boundaries. And, you know, even, shoot, even my other friends that are a little, you know, still in the mix a little bit. Yeah. They definitely respect that boundary. And, it's just a respect factor. You know, everybody has their own lane. They respect mine. I, you know, respect theirs, of course. Yeah, I, I love Crazy that. Bitch. Yeah, you have the mentality of an entrepreneur. It took me, when I was doing real estate after I resigned from teaching, it took me about a year, year and a half to get to where you are. I didn't realize. I had to wake up one day and like, yo, if you're not productive, you literally don't eat. Like, there's no, no check yeah. coming in two weeks. Yeah, you bust your ass for the past couple of weeks, but you didn't yeah. really get out of it what you needed. So guess what? There's no there's no money coming at the end of this. So I had to shift that. And some people didn't like it, but I'm like, yo, y'all have to understand. When I'm hanging out with you or I'm on the phone with you or I'm texting or I'm on social media playing, that time should be used emailing, calling, researching to get my next client so I can get to my next check. So I really Absolutely. respect the fact that you said you, you're on Do Not Disturb just like you're at work. I think that is huge. you got to have that mentality. And I, yeah. have, I have to do that because I'm a super nice person. So if you call me, I'm not going to ignore it. But if I, don't, if I don't receive the notification, then, you know, cool. I can, <laughs> yeah. I can, I can sleep better at that way. But it, I'm not one of those guys that just look at my phone 
and see it ringing, I have to answer just because I feel like a jerk if I don't. I'm just too nice. I'm not too nice, but that's just my character. I don't want to never ignore. If I purposely ignore somebody that that is really like that's not my, that's not me. So uh, I just can't say no. So that's why I really put it on do not disturb. If I was better at saying, hey, bro, I, I can't talk today. I'm not good at that because I feel yeah. like you know I'm blowing somebody's off. So I just but I think that that's a Sorry to cut you off. I think that that's a, a really good point. Like identifying where you are, knowing that that's not a strength per se, but not letting it be a liability to yeah. what you're trying to grow. So, yeah. like, I think a lot of people don't. Um, they're like, I can't do that, and they just lean into the to the these systems that don't work for them. So. Yeah. Leaning in to just like, well, I'm going to still answer because that's not who I am. That's just not who I am. Instead of like rerouting it and making a system that, that no, that's not who I am. But this also doesn't really work for me for the dream that I'm trying to build. So how can I find a solution that works for me and works Mm -hmm. for the people that are connected to me? And so Mm -hmm. I just think that that's like a really good process that a lot of people miss. They miss that that little critical step, especially in business. And I've been in business three years and I was one of those people where I was just, oops. Oh, let me check mine. <laughs> ah, yo, ah, you, you this time. <laughs> Ooh, it's me this time. Like every other, every other episode. And I checked, I, tur- I turned the other, <laughs> yeah, I'm a two phone shorty and I hate it. I hate it. I want one phone. I don't know about the plug and everybody else. Like I just want one phone. Okay. It's too much, but that's what my life requires right now so i have to find a solution for that until then but um i don't lost my train of thought but oh just staying like creating those solutions and not just staying stuck not just saying like being frustrated because you have resentment you go from um talk talking to the dream and then you now you have to resent building the dream because you you're now shifting it to talk to using all your time to talk to people and that it, it, re- but anyway. it requires change. I feel like change yeah. is the hardest hardest thing in the world. I mean, I use that in in relationships and everything. You know, we we just can't remain ourselves. We can't. You know what they say: insanity is doing something the same way and mm-hmm. thinking you're going to get a different result. Yep. So change right. is hard. And life, period, that goes for everything. Change is hard, but it's required if you want to reach another level. Yep. You're you're correct. So this is a couple of things that are interesting here, and I want to get into the shift that you made. So first of all, you mentioned the age 30. I don't know why. It seems like your intelligence level just boosts when you hit 30. It's just like, I don't know what it is about 30, but it's like, oh, that's what all that shit meant that I went through. Right. (laughs) Granddad, man. Okay. Yes. I feel you. <laughs> so, yeah. describe that feeling when COVID hits and you're at work, and I'm assuming you got an email or maybe they had a meeting talking about these separation packages. Walk us through that story of this is my opportunity to do what I yep. want to do. Yep, absolutely. So, I wasn't at work actually. I, I had a knee surgery earlier this year. So, I was actually on medical leave. And like, I got back in April, I got back to work, but we were all about that time working from home. 
So, uh, you know, of course, in, in any corporate America setting, the rumors are going to start before the news come out. <laughs> yep. So, you know, instantly I'm thinking, damn, either we're going to be laid off and the package is not going to be good enough, so what's my next step? But at the same time, at the beginning, it wasn't really affecting us. I mean, uh, my company is a very strong company as far as uh, they, they didn't necessarily have to make those cuts, but they're, of course, looking out for the next five years, and they were affected by COVID. So, you know, offering a separation package does help. So either way, uh, it came down randomly after the rumors. It came out randomly on Friday. We had a, you know, town hall meeting where they just said, uh, because of COVID, we're going to be offering uh, a voluntary separation package and at first, the the, uh, the answer for me was no. Like I'm not gonna take because it's a great it was a great company, and you know working in corporate America can be so uh, comfortable and stability. It gives you stability, and after five o'clock, you have your life. You know, being an entrepreneur, you're pretty much working at all times. So I was like, you know, I've always wanted to be an owner, but at the same time, I don't want to just jump ship on a good company because who knows how it's gonna go. And after about an hour, <laughs> like, <laughs> after about an hour, I was like, because my plan was to stack up my yearly, my annual bonus for the next three years. Um, but I've tried that for the last three years. And of course, every year, bills come up. Yep. You know, I, I, I try to take care and help out my family back home as much as I can. So by the time I get that bonus, it's normally spent. So, I, you know, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, this is really just fast tracking. Uh, my my plans, like instead of having to stack up for three years, they provided me, and, you know, from the calculation that they provided me, it was going to allow me to start my business up and still have a little cushion to live on until the business gets off the ground. So, like I said, after about an hour or two that day, I'm dancing around the house like, we gone, baby. <laughs> we gone. <laughs> so, at that time, it was just like, I started working on the business plan. I'm a very, like, detailed and strategical person i can be even long-winded just because i'm so detailed but from that point on it was business plan let's get it going and you know my last day was like november 2nd so i'm fresh out as oh, you wow. say yeah wow. congratulations <laughs> on that that's a big jump that's it a, a that huge is. jump it i made is. that three years ago and i did not have i i saw one of your instagram posts on uh a business plan and i plan on I would say I plan and I write a lot. I write a whole mm -hmm. lot. I'm always getting ideas out, yep. but it's not always structured in a in a format that is, that looks like a a plan per se mm -hmm. to the average person. And mm -hmm. so um, it just came down to the jump. And I I remember it, it was June the first. And I went out on my own. Like, I actually opened the doors to my studio July the 13th. And so mm -hmm. it was like 43 days of a, of a really big transition and jump. And it was quick. But I guess I did have somewhat of a plan because I was able to reference all of these little notes that I made and pull it together in that 43-day that window. And um, so when I hear that, I just think making sure that you're 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 being forward thinking and mm -hmm. even though you didn't know it was going to come this soon you were prepared for it so when the opportunity pre presents itself like you can assess it and really make the decision like oh okay well 
this is what it takes. This is what I have. Yeah. This is what they're offering me. And it's like, all of a sudden, you're looking at it from a different angle instead yeah. of not knowing. And I think that that's what holds so many people up. Not knowing, but also not seeking the answers. Not doing yeah. the work to, like, sometimes it's just a matter of, like, dang, that's all it costs? It only costs $100 to start the LLC? It only yeah. costs, like, uh, it only would, maybe this process... Right. right, right, and like uh, that is the difference between you being like a true entrepreneur, like having a, a legitimate business and like going forward with that. Because we all have the skill set in terms of when you look at entrepreneurs, the skill is yours. You Absolutely. can do it either way, like with legitimately or not. But as you step, start taking those steps, I just think it, it aligns everything where it's flowing and working for you instead of you now, like, it's a liability or I'm, I'm putting myself at risk because I can do these things, but I'm not really covered because I'm not a legal entity. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. kudos, yeah. kudos. Thank yes. you. I appreciate that. And it's an amazing journey you're stepping into. It's the best, it's like best thing I've ever done. I wouldn't say scared, but people always ask me if I'm excited. And I'm like, of course, excited, but I'm a realist, too. So I know there's so, 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 so much work to be done. So I'm not excited because I haven't did anything. You know what I'm saying? I have. I did the research. I did my study and I did my networking. But at the same time, I'm putting it in the, I still have to actually put it into play. So right. until, that, until that comes out uh, like I would want, I'm not going to be too excited. But I am anxious and ready to get started because that leap of faith, you know, it's just the next chapter. It's a good feeling. I feel free, yeah. I guess. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I want to jump in here because y'all talked about your entre entrepreneurial journeys a bit. Here, you said something earlier about your mindset and the way you're attacking this thing. I <laughs> did not do it that way, and it did not turn <laughs> out well for me. So I'm going to tell y'all, <laughs> and I spent a shit ton of money. Y'all, oh. be take it seriously. When you If you get an opportunity... You have to take it seriously and take it seriously sooner rather than later because it will save you a lot in the long run. You're going to have to make sacrifices in the beginning. You're probably more than likely going to work harder on this than you did your nine to five. Um, but you have it's a lifestyle change. It's different when you create your own hours. It hits a lot different when you can wake up at six o'clock. 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, 9, hell, 1 o'clock. You do whatever you want to. It's like, am I disciplined enough to really take advantage of this to take it to the next level? But please make sure you plan it and you take it extremely seriously because it's going to have a big impact on your life. Yeah, um, I think I think for me in that space as well, it's a little small thing in the back of my brain that when I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm doing wrong. Mm. I'm like, what? I should be doing something right now, especially like I said, I'm just starting off. I have nothing. I have nothing to celebrate. I do like, you know, I understand that uh, it probably looks like I'm on a great path, which I feel that I am on a great path. But I have so much work to do when I'm not doing something. It's this little small thing in my brain that it kind of gives me. It makes me feel like bad. I'm doing something wrong because I'm not putting something into play or I'm not being productive. So I'm glad I have that small piece. But it gets a little annoying as well because I do want to have a relaxed, relaxed. Uh, at the same time, those songs in my head, I think that's what kind of pushes me to make sure I'm always at least one step ahead if I can be. Yeah, you definitely have to balance it with some relaxation. Now, why? Absolutely. 
why um, why the logistics uh, field? Why are you going into this Great field? Great question. Great question. I have two best friends who are actually our NEOs, uh, Errol Moore uh, and, and, and Corey Huck. They're actually, they've been in the trucking business for over four years, five years. Okay. And uh, the good thing about it is I'm, I'm I'm a I'm the type of investor that I am not very risky. So me just me just going into it, uh, I'm never comfortable with that. But for me being able to watch, you know, both of them throughout their four years, I mean, they are beasts, man. Like they 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 they've had highs, they've had lows. But I've been on that journey with them, just as their best friend. You know, we're on the phone. They're telling me, yeah, this happened, this happened. Oh, but I did do this. This worked out great. So I've always been like, if I do start a business, it has to be something that's logical to me. I have to be able to see it. Uh, I can't just hop into a business like just willy nilly. I really have to see the profitability in it or the longevity in it. Uh, Because to be honest, I just try to think about longevity instead of the, you know, the fast get rich quick scheme or anything like that. So uh, after seeing them, it was probably made up in my head two years ago that I'm going to start a trucking company, going to start a logistics company. Uh, it's just when and when, you know, it, it costs money to make money. So, yeah. of course, the startup for trucking uh, can be anywhere from, depending on your equipment and the type of trucking, 15 to 20, sometimes even higher if you're, you know, depending on what equipment you're getting. So it does take money. So really, that's all I was waiting for. But to answer your question, my best friends, man, they were my... My soul motive, not soul motivations, but they put me in the game. They they taught me the game. I appreciate, fellas. Shout out to y'all if y'all listening. Yo yo, that's yo, what it's yo. about. Did y'all hear what he just said? He's on the phone and they're telling him what's happening. I hate, I hate, and I've talked about this before. I hate when someone close to you is doing something and you're interested in it. And instead of helping you and uplifting you, they view you as competition. They don't want to tell you right. nothing. They trying to hold back. And it's like, bro. I'm coming in behind you. You don't want me to make the same mistakes that you made. You don't want me to bump my head because I'm going to bump my head and make mistakes anyway. They may be different from yours and you can learn from me, but help me learn from you. Just like with the podcast thing, there's people right now that I'm helping start their podcast. I've been in this thing five years. I don't want someone to go through what I went through during those five years if I can help it. For what? (laughs) For what? I already went through it. So let me share my journey. You know what I mean? Let me give you all the tidbits. Let me show you what your options options are. Let me tell you what I did, why I did it, so you can make the best decision for you. So that is definitely dope. That's what's up, man. So um, but that's what we're here for, man. It's the teamwork. I mean, yeah, we can't do it by ourselves. So nope. we gotta work together. I mean, that's just there's no other way. Anybody that comes to me, I'm always even if I don't know, let's research together. Like we're a team, bro. That's the only way. Life is like a team project to me. If you're trying to do a dolo, good luck. Oh, that's a good one. That's a quote. (laughs) My life is a team project. Like, literally, because it's collaboration. Everything is collaborating in community. Like, in in life, I think it looks like community. In business, it looks like collaboration. And it's the same. And, like, when you recognize that, like, that's how that's how you're going to grow and i think that a lot of people going back to what you said rob about you coming to a person and they give you they don't want to give you advice because they look at you as competition and like it's such a narrow-minded skewed mentality 
that on the flip side of that of openness and like being vulnerable and like the higher level thinking i think that when you give people when you invest in them with knowledge now that they they have uh appreciation oh she froze I was about to say, is that, is that me or is that her? Oh, wait. Oh, she's back. Wait. Like, most people take that value and they are going to now, they, they recognize that you're valuable and they, what do you do with things that are valuable? You don't leave your wallet on the front porch and allow people to just go or on the bar and walk away. Like, you, it's valuable to you. So you hold it you keep it close to you and the same with the relationship in business or personally when people invest in you you hold them at a higher value because they helped you when nobody else would help you and if we could shift those mentalities like from trauma to like thriving and i think that that's a trauma mentality because somebody else hurt you you assume that everybody's gonna hurt you like versus this person hurt me that's on them. That's their stuff. That They hurt me because they were not capable of giving me or showing me love in a higher way of thinking. And so when you seeking out love, like assume that people are coming to you with, you know, positive intentions, yep. even if it's like, and go back in, like you said, sort through that, remove some of the distraction. Um, Sean, you mentioned that earlier, removing the distraction. I want to make sure that this is my vision. I want to make sure that these people, am I looking at this clearly or am I looking at this just because what I've been fed to like think about this yeah. person? Is this yeah. person really authentic or have I been fed to think that they they are like, they're real? Like when you start looking into stuff, you know a spade a spade, like what yeah. it is. Like you can feel it. Your gut tells you like instinctively, yeah, something ain't right. Yep. Even if yep. you don't know it's not right, you know like something about this ain't feeling like all the way 100. And yeah. I think that you should stay there. Like you should honor that and also not just be guarded. Like, yeah, I don't trust, I don't trust people. Right. <laughs> like uh, why? So Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So you're doing, this is, this is something where we connect and, um, I want to thank you for your YouTube page. And mm -hmm. I'm going to be on you about this YouTube page because you're doing something that most people, they have, everyone has the opportunity to do it, but there's a mm -hmm. short window. And so what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen, on, tell them where they can find your YouTube page, first of all. Yeah, so it's CIL uh, TV, CI Logistics, CI Logistics, uh, on YouTube, uh, point blank period. <laughs> This is what's special about his YouTube. He is taking his journey from the beginning and he's posting videos about what he's going through in real time starting up. That is so, so, so important. I did the same thing five years ago when I started DJing. I started a DJ page called Life, it's called Complete Vision Entertainment on YouTube, but that ain't what this is about. But anyway, um, it's called Life of a Rookie DJ. Cause I was mm -hmm. on YouTube looking at DJs and I'm like, all these guys have experience. Y'all been doing this yep. for years, but where's yep. the beginner? Where's the novice? Yep. Where's the person yep. who's still bumping their head and making mistakes? And I was like, I didn't, I couldn't find it. So I was like, well, hell I'll do it. And so I actually did three seasons of just every time I did a gig reflections mistakes I made stuff. I learned yep. just so people could watch it. And yep. if they're thinking about getting into DJing, they can see where I started 
and where I ended up. I mean, I don't DJ now because of COVID and right. all kind of stuff. But the last thing I did was a wedding, which is one of my biggest and best events. Like I started out at, with a family barbecue. So <laughs> you could yeah. literally watch my journey and see the growth. And I think that that helps a lot because a lot of people think it's impossible because they look at you and they see the success. Well, he rich. Well, it's easy. Well, he can say that, but he got this, he got that. Yeah, they had to work their way up to it, though. But because people don't see it, it's like, eh, I don't know. So what inspired you? What? Because I think that's really, really, really special. What made you say, you know what? I'm going to start this page. I'm not going to wait till I'm popping. I'm going to do it right. now while I'm still learning. Yeah. So when I first started doing my research and, and on YouTube, I found great videos, but they were using terminology. Now, I'm coming from a point of view of someone who has never been in the trucking industry, like you said, no experience at all. And, you know, I would get on YouTube and it would be great videos, but they would be using a lot of jargon, you know, a lot of terms that I wasn't very familiar with. So I would have to waste time, pause the video, search it. Okay, what is this? Uh, DAF or DEF or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Just trying to see what the heck they're talking about. And then, okay, I understand that play. And it just took a lot of research. So I'm like, if I can help somebody take out that piece of research and just put things in layman terms, I'm a very simple person. So I uh, I don't like to use too many big words. I like to keep it very simple because I've been that guy that is talking to someone successful and they're talking talking circles around me because I'm like, mm -hmm. I, I know you know what you're talking about, but I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I try to do it for the simple people, man. I'm a simple person. I try to do it for everybody, anybody looking to get into the business. And like you said, I wanted to show from the very beginning because I want them to see my, my fails. Uh, you know, it's just like going into any other uh, industry or job. When you first get to every job I've ever had and got hired into, when I first get there, there are people there that's been there for eight years that already have a certain opinion about the industry or that company, and they try to push that off on you. So yeah. I wanted to give people a new perspective of someone who is totally not involved. I don't have any, I mean, I have my networks, my two best friends. Those are literally my, currently my only, I'm building more networks, but someone who I can call and say, hey, I need to talk to you about this, help me out. Those are my two only networks, two or three. But I, I wanted to build this for people who didn't have any experience because to be honest, a lot of truckers try to discourage people from hopping in. And I don't know if that's trying to uh, eliminate competition. I you know. And they may care. They may actually be trying to look out for us. But I don't think you should ever discourage somebody from following their dreams. If I want to be an owner, if I want to uh, create something for me and my family, who are you to tell me that I shouldn't hop in and just do the work? It's not, okay, I don't have experience, but we have internet. Yeah. I'm, I'm Mr. Google himself. I'm going to Google it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. like, I'm going to figure it out. It's out there. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So there's no reason why uh, you shouldn't just follow your dreams. And even if you don't have the experience, get the experience. Make the experience. So that's the main reason I started. Just so that one, I can cut down on people having to do too much research and put everything in layman terms, man. That's excellent, man. Um, I watched that first video and I did see where you said, hey, you know, those of you with experience, if you know something, you know, reach out to me, hit me up, let me know. That's important as well, man. Keeping that, it's too much competition, man. Keeping that door open saying, hey, I'm learning this. If you've been in the game 10, 15 years mm -hmm. and you see I'm starting out, yo, hit me up and say, hey, take a look at this. Take a look at that. Yep. Help someone else that's coming behind you because you can't do it all. 
You can't yep. do it all. And the trucking industry is is not going anywhere. We're going to need the trucking industry f- until the end of time. We're going to need it because yep. you can't put everything on a plane. You can't put everything on a train and cars and vans are too small sometimes. We're going to need yep. it. So there's always going to be room. There's always going to be shifts. There's always going to be innovation. So there's enough room for everybody to eat. And I want it to be positive, man. Like, I'm a positive person. I try to give positive energy because that's all I want around me or I want to receive positive energy. And like I said, a lot of the videos where they, they're not discouraging, but, you know, like you said, I tell them because on YouTube or social media, you know, it's always going to be somebody. Oh, yeah. Scott doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's going to make make the comments and give me a thumbs down. But like I said on the video. Come talk to me. If you see me saying something wrong, I'm clearly I'm a newbie. I'm, I'm a rookie. I mean, yeah. I've made that clear as day. So if I'm saying something that I may not be all the way on track with, let's talk about it. It's, it's again, teamwork, man. Teamwork together. Don't just come on here and say, no, this guy's dumb as hell. You know, yeah. this is wrong. Hey, let, let, let's just talk about it. And, and I can learn from you and I appreciate it. It's not like I wouldn't appreciate the lessons. Jessica, I see your wheel spinning. No, I'm just taking it all in. It's great. This time I, I don't really have anything. Um, it's just all nuggets. It's, it's <laughs> true and it's factual and that's that's it. Like I heard somebody this week uh, with positive energy. It's like a boomerang. Mm-hmm. When you shoot that thing out, whatever you, yep. whatever vibrates out, it, it's a ripple effect and it comes back. Like it comes right back to you. And so that's why we have to shift how we think and mm-hmm. our actions and these, these things that are just keeping us bound to stagnant, dry places where they're yep. not fruitful, they're not multiplying, it's not growth, it's just old, dingy, funky, like stuff and you you complain about it but you're not changing anything else you're only just complaining and it doesn't make i mean just the 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 smallest shift of shifting to looking for positive you will see a lot more positive opportunities than negative and i think that if you can do that it, it your days look better you feel better like everything is just like again vibrating higher like how do i get to this higher level of like it don't have to be yucky like every single day um and nothing in your life can i mean you can still be at the same job in the same income level and the same everything else but if you're a positive attitude if you shift that one piece you will notice that you get called for promotions everything else it's just like, because people like you. They like being around Absolutely. you. They want your energy. And they yep. want to position you now to the next thing. Like, you could, you don't even have to apply for the job. Hey, I was there's this position coming up, and I think you would be a great fit. We really need somebody with your type of energy and attitude. You ain't got yep. none of the qualifications. But we'll train you. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. like, they'll train you. They want to train you because you're likable. And, and it's like... That's how you move forward in life. It's not about these things that we've been tricked to believe. It's not just the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. Your, I feel like your abundance is tied to like your purpose and and really shining and and doing your thing. People like it because you're the only one that can do it. So now you're now you're a rarity instead of like the masses. And so when you can just do your thing. I feel like that makes people want to cling to that. 
versus yeah. seeing the duplicated thing over and over and mm-hmm. over. It's like, all right, I seen that. I seen that. Yeah. Just swipe past it. You move past mm-hmm. it. You shift past it instead of really, I don't know, just just being you. And I think we have to pull that stuff off because it, it's it keeps us. I tell, people, I tell people if you're trying to put the positive energy out there and you don't know how. Just smile. Like, whatever you're doing, just smile. Positive yeah. is going to come out of that smile. Like, if you're meeting somebody and you got a smile on your face, there's no way that they can say you gave off negative energy. If you're thinking negative, just smile. I mean, even if it turns into a laugh, smiling can just change. That right. And it turns smile. into a laugh because you shifted from smile and now you got more joy, which mm-hmm. equates laughter. It's just yeah. like all of these little things, like those simple little... It's so simple, but we gotta yeah. we gotta tap into it and like be open to it, like open to smiling and like not really knowing why you're smiling, except for the fact that you're trying not to be negative. Yeah, <laughs> like, that should be the goal. That's a no. Yeah, <laughs> big goals. I got two and a half more que- questions for you. Yes, oh, he has five. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 for real. Um. Again, thank you. You're so thorough with your questionnaire. You actually gave me something very important that I think, especially in the black community we go through, you talk about your mom and your grandparents being the greatest influence. And you talk about, you know, and you can expound upon some of the sacrifices that they made for you. But you specifically mentioned that as you were able to advance in your career, you started to experience different things in life, which caused you to have a type of survivor's remorse. You're probably the third or fourth person this year that I've heard say that. Um, So can you expound upon that? And I want to touch on that because I don't know if this is the feeling that you had, but I know that some of them kind of felt guilty about being successful and feeling like they, quote unquote, were leaving people behind. When in fact, I'm like, they did those things so you could get there. Like, this is this is how it's this is what was supposed to happen. Like, you know, so. Talk about that a bit more. Yeah, so, I mean, just getting into becoming an adult, you you learn about how much things cost and just <laughs> Shit, knowing yeah. how tight uh, how tight your family finances are. So, like you said, I'll give an example of, you know, I was one of the first uh, 16-year-olds in my, you know, immediate circle or just at the school to get a car as soon as I uh, got my driver's license. Mm. There's no way me, me knowing, me knowing my... Uh, friends, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a call here. So no, you good. We can still hear you. All right, cool. Me knowing my family's uh, finance finances now, as I'm a grown man, there's no way I should have had. I mean, a nice car, man. Two thousand. It was like a 2002 Pontiac Grand Am. It was like decked out, like it was nice, beautiful. I almost had a heart attack when I saw it because it was just a dream. Because in my head, I knew like. We don't get, we don't have that much money to go around. How did you get this? So it's things like that, that they set me up. They let me live a life that probably shouldn't have lived because, I mean, they could have did more things. So as I got older and I started to like see, you know, more places of the world, go out of the country and go to other places of the world or just experience living in, living uh, quote unquote luxury. And I'm kind of over that now. Like, I don't even care about the luxury, but when you're coming from, certain places that's kind of your goal and then of course as we all know once you kind of get it it's like okay that does that didn't fulfill me so right you know it is what it is but when i do go to those places i'll do when i do get to those spots 
I, I feel guilty or I feel bad because I wanted them to experience that as well. So, like, I can literally, I just told someone, like, I was in Atlanta this weekend having a great time. Sometimes when I'm having the time of my life, I instantly think about my grandparents and my mom. And things still aren't great. You know, I'm great. I mean, I'm not great. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And I try to help them as much as possible. But even with my little help, it's still, I'm I'm still not uh, okay with how they're living at this point or what their lifestyle is. So, I can experience certain things and I'm like, they deserve to experience that as well. So, you know, they made those sacrifices for me to experience this. And and someone told me, like you just said, well, you know, that was the reason why they did that, but I'm all for the team. So I'm like, damn, my mom, you know, like if I'm having a great time, I think about my mom just probably being at the house, just watching TV. Like that makes me instantly sad because I want her to enjoy, you know, she's 60 now. She's, who knows? She probably has more years behind her than she has in front of her. Hopefully not, but, you know, we can assume probably not. She's not going to live 120. Yeah. So I want her to really experience certain things and my grandparents as well because it opens your brain and opens your mind to bigger things. And I've been able to branch out. And then when I go back, I still, unfortunately, kind of see how they think small a little bit. And I feel myself becoming different than my family. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm... I'm, I'm becoming a different person. I'm living okay, and they're still just in a certain same set of mind only because they they stay in the house, they sacrifice everything for me, but that's, that stunted their growth, basically. So I guess that's what a family does, but for me, like on my 25th birthday, man, I cried like a dog. I was having a great time. My mother called me, and, you know, I just thought, damn, like, I'm about to have a great time, and she's just about to go home and watch TV and just, you know, I just want her to have fun. I want my my mother, more importantly, to have fun and enjoy life, but my grandparents as well, because they work their tails off, man. Like, I shouldn't have had half of the stuff I had. I I can relate to that, because it's, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And so I think that we position ourselves to, like, our intention for our life and like how you're just constantly working like when I hear you talk I'm hearing like all of this like planning and working and doing and creating and figuring it out and googling they're all ing action like mm-hmm. <laughs> actual mm-hmm. you're act, taking actionable um, steps to create this dream and yeah. it's not that you are um, obviously there's sacrifice on behalf mm-hmm. of our families but then on the flip side, we are also pairing that sacrifice with an actionable step. And so yeah. as we do that, it takes us a little bit farther. But I think it's, even for me, because I have it too, uh, the remorse um, mm-hmm. of as I continue, to, I get to these certain plateaus in my life where I've noticed um, when I they move sometimes based on, we are the example. Like, and I know you, we look at our parents or we look at our family as they got us here and they did, they get us to this step. And then it's like a baton race. Like now they've passed the baton to you in a different area of life. So like you are the one that's leading the baton in travel. You're leading the baton in entrepreneurship. You're leading the baton in living this life that comes with, um, that you can create based on your own uh, preference. Like, what does that look like? What does joy look like for you? And I feel like eventually 
just like in a four by four, like you got to come back around and pass the baton again. And like, um, sometimes you might be passing it back to, to your mom, which it's like, she can, they, they see the leadership and they, they're following it. Um, in the background kind of in a way like they're learning from it because no one has taught them to be that free like they've been taught yeah. something else to to stay uh stay safe safety yeah. yes. is, yes. is the yes. key like yep. they've been taught and ingrained to be safe because you can't make too many risks because risk will get you killed risk will like cause you not to have money because they know that one entrepreneur that went out and did something and maybe wasn't prepared and so they they think all entrepreneurs are that entrepreneur so they've been groomed to stay in the box and stay safe Mm -hmm. because safe you can bank on you getting you getting these like certain um there's certain check marks that, that, like, there's pros and cons with everything. So when you mm-hmm. stay safe, you do know what you're dealing with. You do have, like, just this set of, like, outcome. And you can kind of make a, a choice that, um, a safe bet, per se. Yeah. But the reality mm. is you're never going to hit jackpot doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can play, like, just put the penny here, penny here, whatever. But the likelihood of winning millions off a penny investment is not really high. It's not high probability, but when you make these bigger risks, like, yeah, it's a bigger risk, but the return is also greater. Like, and so just in financial terms, like, so I think that we are this, and I say this generation, not meaning everybody that is, uh, our age, but Mm -hmm. this generation of, Life. freedom riders like life livers game changers yes. like those people like and i say you me rob like the people yep. that come on this podcast they want to change the world in some yep. capacity like whatever yep. that looks like and you know, sometimes that's therapy sometimes that's financing trucking uh i do lashes and beauty wellness mm-hmm. uh podcasting it's like I want to change something in this world and I want to put my fingerprint on it. And like, yeah. I think this generation, we have to be kind of fearless and keep going and yeah. like understand that, yeah, there is a sadness cause like you connect so much with these people, but like, there's also a purpose in you to keep doing your thing. And like, you have to recognize that purpose always trumps it all. Like yeah. you're doing it for a higher, a higher reason. And it has to, even even though it feels like dang I, I want this for you like when you operate in your purpose it's it's gonna play out it's gonna come you, back around when you say that you actually remind me of a, a story i love telling people about how like you said they're they, they prefer to be safe like our the generation before us um like our parents and everything they prefer safety or risk less risk so i remember very clearly when I was going to take the job from JP Morgan to, you know, my last employer that I just had, um, everybody knows JP Morgan. And even though my company that I just left, it's pretty popular and, and growing to my grandparents, all they've heard it like all the life. JP Morgan is a huge name. Mm-hmm. So my grandfather literally told me I was one of the dumbest people we've ever met <laughs> when I told him <laughs> that I was taking this job, <laughs> even from JP Morgan to this. And to be honest, it was just a leap of faith that I took. But if I hadn't taken that job, one, it was a great company. Uh, it, it allowed me to get 
better in my professional career. And it provided us, to be honest, more income so that I can help them in another way as well. Because in Chicago, it wasn't, it was tight. It was very tight. So it was a great situation. But I, I always think back to, man, if I would have listened, because normally I do listen to my grandparents. But if I would have listened to that, who knows what I'll be doing right now. And then I wouldn't have the volunteer separation package. Then I wouldn't, wouldn't have the, right. And it's, it's your gut. I'm yep, telling you, when, when every time I hear people talk passionately about the jump, whatever that thing yeah. was, like, it's your gut that pushes you. Like, and we have to be okay with trusting our gut, like trusting that voice instead yeah. of shrinking to it. Like in saying mm-hmm. and that safe, that safe space, like yeah. our gut is telling us to jump. Even like when you think about physically like jump, I used to jump ditches. I'm from the country. So like we used to jump the ditch and like yeah, I, I used to stand on the edge of the ditch. Like, and I, it, it would be like, um, me, I was one of the only girls that would jump the ditch. Cause I always <laughs> like the challenge, like my yeah. sister would, but like, uh, outside of us, there wasn't a lot of girls in the neighborhood that wanted to jump the ditch. And so yeah. like they would jump and I would, I, I always, I would be scared and I would stand on the side and just kind of rock back and forth. Kind of like, uh, what the double Dutch, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden it's like, all right, you ready? And it's just like your instinct kicks in. Like I'm ready right now. This is what I need to do right now. Jump. Yep. <laughs> and I think yep. that business and all of these different things look the same and we have to trust that. My, I, like, I can totally relate to that story because they thought I was a fool. I had just got my MBA when I moved yeah. to Texas, and that was eight years ago. And I said that I wanted to be a makeup artist. And they were like, what? Like, and I say they, right. family, friends, close relatives, it didn't understand that move. Yeah. But yeah, that one move, that one, it, it's like watching dominoes fall to see how yeah. much stuff is aligned to that move. Because yeah. I went to beauty school, moved to tech, uh, Dallas, uh, got a job as uh, at a lash studio, didn't even really want it. Found out like, mm-hmm. oh, now that I've learned this concept, this ain't, yeah. I kind of like this. And then yeah. that created me to like, now I have my own business. I'm no longer with that business. And that I've been in it three years, which has bred all the businesses that come behind that. Uh, is the reason why I even interviewed on the podcast, I think. Like, yeah. what I was doing, what it afforded me, because I started traveling, because I was exposed. And all of these different things, it's like, but if I would have, if I would have shrunk to what was that good job, yeah. That good job. Yeah. Don't you don't you start working the good job, quote, quote, <laughs> yeah. air quotes. Like yeah. you would never know. Like you have all of this destiny in you, like this purpose. Like, and kudos, kudos for not listening. And for me too. Yeah. Like I have to like celebrate that win because I can't even imagine where I would be right now. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm gonna put some icing on top of that and down my yeah. um I'm Please. gonna ask my last question. I want to give a special shout out to Michelle McGill Murph. She is a member of the From My Experience podcast Facebook group. Um, And I'm going to segue into the icing on top of what they just said. We have the power to launch and boost each other like never before when it comes to our support systems, when it comes to our friends and family. I don't think people understand how important it is to like, subscribe, and share things. Exposure is is what most people need. Anybody who's everybody that has talent had 
exposure. They got exposed to the right person who decided to give them an opportunity. And I say that because this is just a small example. My, the Facebook group has been at like 790-something members for like two months. And every now and again, I'll post and I say, hey, you know, everybody just do me a favor. Take five minutes out your day and invite five people to like the group. Just five, yeah. five people on your friends list. It won't even take you five minutes. And I did it the other day, and Michelle saw that and immediately added like 15 people to the group instantly and got us over yeah. the 800 hump in, in five seconds. And I'm like, wow, what if at least half of the people or a fourth of the people in the group would do this small thing? It's the yeah. small things. This is another reason why I do so many interviews. This is why I'm going to do follow-up interviews. I want to expose these people because... We are typically one or two connections away from what we really need to do to get to that next level. And sure. we have the ability. Y'all, it takes five seconds to hit like and hit share. Yep. Yeah. Like, that, that's all it takes. Like, this whole interview, I've been thinking, who else does Sean need to talk to that we know that's in trucking? And I already got, like, <laughs> three people that we're going to talk about afterward. Maybe you've talked to them yeah. already. I don't know. But, like... That's what it's about. It ain't about me. It's like, all right, what can I do for this person? Because I have connections that I'm never going to use personally, but I'm like, hmm, they can help this next person. So we got to do a better job of that this generation. So absolutely. Support is free. It doesn't yep. Yes. <laughs> it's, free. it's free. Yep. It's free. Yep. Drinks on me when I get that money too. Right. <laughs> investment. It's like land. That's that's like investing in being a a passive investor. Like all you gotta do is share. All you gotta do is like talk about it, even if you can't afford the service, but you believe in the person that's producing the service. Yes. Like just show like I believe in you. Let me let me highlight this. But we're yeah. so scared of what people. I don't want them to think that I was trying. Like that's that <laughs> that down. Now you went yeah. back down. You done went yeah. back down. It's yeah. like yeah. you can't shift into these like thinking, thinking mentalities. Like because it really, it's like putting bleach in your garden. Like how is anything gonna grow in there if you keep polluting it with stuff that is just not conducive to growth? And yeah. I think that that's often where we go in those cycles. Everything is just a cycle, and you yeah. gotta choose how you want. How do you want this cycle to go? Like, mm -hmm. and and when you find out something, just like sometimes the washing machine, you got to reset the spin cycle or something. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when yeah. you find out that you're in a cycle of toxicity or things ain't working or the stain didn't come out, run the washing machine again. Like, it's just yeah. that simple. Like, go back and do it over, figure it out, realign, and then move forward. So, my yeah. last question. I, oh, go oh, ahead. Oh, go ahead. You said two and a half. Now, I told you we on that the was, That was the yeah. icing. I said the icing and then the last question. Oh, oh that was the half. Okay. The ice was the half. Yeah. Okay. So this is the absolute last question. Um, So you've been through a lot. You're at a very pivotal point in your life. What advice do you have for someone who's listening, who's thinking about the same thing? Maybe this is the high school student. This is the college student. Maybe they have that job opportunity in front, of, in front of them. Maybe they have that family member, that heavily influential family member in their ear saying, do this, but they really want to do that. What advice do you have for them when it comes to taking that next step in their life? I got two. One is my motto for the business, which is things happen, keep trucking, meaning it's going to be a thousand things in life that's going to uh, you know, try to take you off your path. And it may be people that's close to you, maybe people that may be far away or not in, or indirectly, you know, from you. But 
keep going, keep trucking, follow your gut, follow your uh, mindset, you follow your dream. And like I said, I'm more of a person who doesn't want to, or doesn't like to really mix a lot of opinions in, in your head because if you talk to someone, we all been there. We got a friend who we just met probably last year, but now we got our own. I, I find myself using their terminology sometimes. Yes. Like, you know, just because that's, I hang with this guy every other day and we talk that way now, you know. So uh, one is things happen. Just keep trucking, follow your own path, and just do what you do or what you feel that you should be doing. And then another one is uh, uh, I think I heard this from um, – What's the, the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens? Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Nobody cares. Work harder. I love that. Ooh. Nobody Repeat cares. that one more time. I missed it. Nobody cares. Work harder. Like, yeah. no, let's be honest. Like, we can get consumed in ourselves with the YouTube stuff or, yep. or social media. And, and that's why I started YouTube because I tell, I tell people, I don't care if nobody looks at it, man. I'm just going to do it because I think someone needs it, you know, yeah. so, and I, of course I want people to watch it every day if I could, but mm -hmm. if it doesn't happen like that, it's okay, because what, nobody cares, work harder, because the harder you keep going, the harder you keep working, then they're going to care, they'll care then, because yeah, you're going to be, point. you're going to have, yeah, you're going to have relationships that you'll want to be able to help them out and, and, and grow, help other people grow, so those are my two, those are my two words of wisdom to anybody, you know, things happen. Keep trucking and nobody cares. Work harder. That's I all like I got. It. Jessica, you got anything else? Yes, sir. I got one more question. This is more of a wrap-up, uh, personal getting to know you. Uh, I saw a video that you did on Instagram, and it was talking about, like, just, like, there's a glamorous side to trucking and the financial and, like, making money, but you broke it down. It's like, bringing people back to reality and recognizing everything has pros and cons. And you mentioned like you're sleeping in a truck and I just, you just kept saying, you're, yes, a truck. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I heard that, um, I don't know. I thought, yeah, that's true. I was like, I wonder what he <laughs> listens to. So podcast or playlist when you are in a truck, what is your, what is your preference? Joe Budden podcast can't even got up. <laughs> Word, hey, JBP boys. <laughs> Let's, yeah. <laughs> I rock with those guys. Love it. Those guys, brilliant idiots. Uh, yeah. Like Charlemagne was at first one of those guys, especially like his older, his antics. Oh, I used yeah. to be like, why does people let? Why don't they let him talk to them? Like, yeah. I would kill this guy. <laughs> but he's mature. He's matured just as I have. Yep. And man, drop jewels and he he really for us. Anybody right. else for us, he is. us. Um I'm actually starting to get into more trucking podcasts as well, just because I really want trucking to consume my life at this point, just because I'm trying to drown myself into what I'm gonna be doing. So mm -hmm. uh podcast called Truck and Hustle, and it's really all about uh trucking, of course, but all everything around hustling so you don't necessarily have to when you listen to it you'll find people that's not necessarily in the truck and they may be affiliated in some type of way but it's about the hustle so they they have some type of entrepreneur spirit that they're you know talking about so those are my top three i would say <laughs> JBP, i love it <laughs> yeah I, i'm a podcast that. listener too i do both but in the evenings it's playlist hey and for podcast. real and for real what you mean? Oh, oh say, that, say, say that one more again. Say that one more again. Yeah. <laughs>
I'm here for it. I didn't I didn't pick up some gems. I mean, like, it's nothing like great conversation, and that's exactly what happens on this podcast. So, hey, y'all in the mix too. Don't forget it. Thank I appreciate sure. that. Thank you. Thank Absolutely, you. Man. So, before we get out of here, tell everyone where they can find you. Of course, I'm going to put everything in. I was about to say prescription in the description. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I've been doing that all <laughs> week, even in my virtual classes. I've been mixing my words up. But tell everyone where they can find you, when they can follow you, bro. Absolutely. So my uh, business page is C on Instagram, CI Logistics. Uh, that's CI Logistics. And then my personal uh, Instagram is IREP SAPJ, S-A-P-J. Um, and Facebook, you know, Sean Polk. I'm going to be creating a, um, a business page on Facebook as well. It'll be CI Logistics. But my main, my main two is IREP SAPJ and um, CI Logistics on Instagram. Yep, and I'll be putting the YouTube link in there as well. Make sure y'all follow his journey. Comment, comment, stay on him about it. I want to see the yeah, growth because I'm going to be watching because trucking is one of those things that I got up here as well because um, I, I yeah. just know I know what it can do. So Absolutely, it's possible. It's, it's a good industry. So thank y'all. First of all, thank you again, bro, for joining um, us today and sharing those nuggets and sharing your journey and getting real personal. I really appreciate it. Um, you thank, already know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Thank you to all our subscribers and listeners. We love y'all. Don't forget FME underscore podcast on Instagram. Join the From My Experience podcast group on Facebook. You can follow me, complete underscore vision. Jessica, where can they find you? Again, you can find me at Exposure, uh, and that's E-X-P-O-Z-H-E-R, Expose Her. Don't forget about our affiliates, Acre Gold, Black Water, Gardner's Garden, and Retro Mimi. All those will be in the description. We love y'all. Take care of yourself physically, mentally, financially, and we'll catch y'all next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.